We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hey, hey, it's Tank Tuesday here. PHNX Cardinals podcast, your premier Arizona Cardinal podcast. Like and subscribe. Leave us a five-star wherever you get your programming. A day after we celebrated the return of Buda Baker, is he <laughs> indirectly contributing now to Tank Tuesday? Bo Brock, Johnny Venerable, Bo, my better half, tan lines and all, sporting yes, those sir. tan lines at the Tepe facility with the Cardinals this morning. Got a sneak peek and inside look at the 2023 Arizona Cardinals for the first day of mandatory minicamp. Sands on the field, one Buda Baker. Thank you very much, Johnny Venerable on a Tank Tuesday. Excited about it and excited to talk to all of you. And it was pretty surprising after yesterday, Ian Rappaport saying that Buddha's in the building, he's returned, right? The prodigal son has returned to the organization that he felt slighted by, right? He was going to go off and make all this money, and then he's back, right? Because he doesn't want to He doesn't want get fined. He's, he's beast mode in it. And, yeah. you know, he doesn't take the practice field. And so we're riding this roller coaster of emotion, and we know we're going to get to talk to Jonathan Gannon afterwards and, and kind of get the skinny on what's going on from their, their side of things. And we hear from JG, and, and he kind of like shed some light. I think he probably uh, eased some people who were freaking out that Buddha wasn't out here. Here's what JG had to say about Buddha. Yeah, it was good to have him in the building today. Um, smile on his face. He was asking a bunch of questions. I told them, coaches, you better be on your toes because he's going to ask good coaches. So uh, not on the field. He's working through some things. Have really good conversations with him. The dialogue has been great, and uh, I'm uh, ready to get three back out there. So this is this is what's great about JG because you feel like this is going to be a an answer that he meets or a question that he answers seriously and he comes out with like this enthusiasm. He's like, ah, it's great having Buddha back in the building. It's like, well, where was he? How come he wasn't on on the on the playing field? And he's he says he's working out some things and you know there were some follow up questions from Craig Fui and Cam Cox and Josh Weinfuss about you know what are some things do those things. Are they in regards to his contract? Is it a Monty Austin for a thing? And we didn't get a clear answer on that. But, you know, Buda Baker is there, and Jonathan Gannon seems to be happy with where they are as of right now. Uh, JG has some Tony Robbins vibes, doesn't he? He's, he's a big guy. He's super positive. He's got these monster hands, right? And I was surprised by that. I, I thought one of two things was going to happen. I thought Buda Baker was going to come out. I thought they were going to make him available to you and the rest of the media. And he was going to come out and say, I'm here because I love this team. I love this franchise. I hope we get something done. Or I you know, anticipated when I saw from everybody covering the team this morning that Buda Baker wasn't present. I thought there'd be some angst. But the Cardinals, very politically, are doing a nice job deflecting where they're just, they want Buda Baker out there and they want everybody to know that they want that. 
And then in turn, it's up to Buda Baker now to answer those questions. Why aren't you participating? Where are you, Buda Baker? That's what the fans will focus on. Now, my question to you, Bo Brock, is so he's not on the field during minicamp. Yeah. I don't think we expect him on the field indefinitely right now. I, I don't think, I, I know he was asked if he's going to be on the field tomorrow, and he says, we'll see. I don't know. I, why would he not practice today and practice tomorrow without a new deal? That doesn't make sense. Is he getting fined for these mispractices? Or is he coming up with some kind of like faux injury? How does this all work? Because the biggest thing was mandatory means you have to show up or you don't get paid or you get docked pay. Well, he's there. We we confirmed yesterday he was there. He's there today in the building. He's not on the practice field. So how does this all work from a leverage standpoint for Buddha? Yeah, was there a quiz that you weren't prepared for? So you every tell one your of teacher, them. You got to go see the school them. nurse because yeah. you got a little tummy ache. Maybe maybe it's the equivalent of that. I yeah. I don't think he's. I think he's probably put himself in a position where he's not going to incur uh, any fines. Um, and, and as far as you kind of speculating, like why would we see him tomorrow? The final of two day mandatory mini camp. Like, what would be the point of that? And it, it's I don't I don't I don't know what it would be. Uh, and so tomorrow is the last day, right before things get real. And Jonathan Gannon, I think he accidentally slipped out when the first practice is going to be today. I think it's going to be July 27th for training camp. So it's I mean that's a month and a half away. So we're not going to have any clarity between now and then. And you know I, I think I came to the realization today is like we're not going to know Buda Baker's status until. They want a training camp, and if he's on the field or if he's not, like because I don't think anybody truly knows at this point. It, it's it's just the remember how fluid the DeAndre Hopkins conversation was. I think that that's where we are right now. I mean, I I think you can rule some things out, like from and you you've got this pretty ironclad source. Like the team is is has no want in 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 it's not going to explore trading Buda Baker. But yeah. as far as him figuring out a, you know, a common ground with the organization that he requested a trade from right now, there doesn't seem to be any sense of urgency doing so. Well, yeah, we have it sourced here from somebody I trust. that says that like, even if everybody was on board, like it doesn't sound like Michael Bidwell has any interest in doing that. And Austin Ford also does not want to empower players thinking, well, if you demand a trade, we're going to appease that. But also you could flip that on its head and say, well, of course, then why would he give a contract extension to somebody who's sitting out of practice? And my point yesterday was, well, Boot is the outlier. It's unfortunate that Kime set a precedent with paying guys like Marcus Golden and DJ Humphreys with all due respect from holding in. But there, if there is one player you're going to do that with, it's a Fitzgerald, Buda Baker-esque type of player. Um, you know, Josh Weinfuss, uh, excuse me, Kyle Odegaard, front of the program, put out a, a nice article earlier today kind of depicting the options are and what the scenarios the Cardinals and their fan base could be facing here in the coming weeks. And I thought they're interesting. I anxious to pick your brain bow. Cause I have my opinion on what I think is going to come down, but I Kyle laid it out nicely. It's like, okay, they're either going to, I hate to use the word K, but they're either going to pay him. They're going to pay him more money, whatever that looks like. They're going to trade him like uh, a certain new Orleans team did with a certain safety last year to Philadelphia in mm -hmm. CJ Gardner Johnson. And that turned out well for uh, Philadelphia. Or mm -hmm. it's going to get really ugly to the point where Buddha's holding out, the Cardinals move on, and I don't know what happens. Like indefinite just kind of noise. And the Cardinals don't want that. It's a big reason why I thought adamantly after the draft, like how can DeAndre Hopkins be on this team? You've actively tried to move him for months, and he's just on the team now after that three-day draft. You've got to figure something out. I, I thought they'd trade him still, but yeah. and letting him. They don't want this distraction, especially for the young players. Um, before before I give you my answer, what do you think is the end result of all this? Because it's clear, number three, not going to participate, even though he told Cam Cox, like, it's uh, half true, half false. Oh, I'll be at minicamp yeah. participating. What comes next, do you think, Bo Brock? I mean, when you lay out the three scenarios that Kyle did, it seems like the latter, like the final one, seems like the most... Uh, I don't think it's going to happen, right? As okay. far as him really standing his ground and sitting out and, and basically giving away money in order to, to force a trade that the Cardinals aren't going to uh, entertain. I, I just don't think that that – it doesn't seem like he is built that way. I don't think it seems like something Buddha wants to do. Um, and and there's just – there's time that where these parties, unfortunately, there, there's still time on the calendar – 
between now and training camp and preseason and the regular season for parties involved to try to create leverage. And, and, the, te- and the party that really needs to try to create leverage is Buda Baker and his representation because I think the Cardinals have drawn a line in the sand where they are. Uh, but I, I don't know if it's that dramatic either. Like you hear from Isaiah Simmons saying, we'll hear you know, later about from Isaiah Simmons about himself, but Isaiah Simmons talking about Buda Baker says he's the same old Buddha. He's in there. He's got a smile on his face. He's, he's a guy he's putting in the work. He's watching film. He's telling you what he's watched on the film. He's still the teammate that everybody, you know, uh, spoke highly of. He's just, you know, got this negotiation and in, in this business dealing with the business side, the ugly side of this business uh, and, and dealing with it, you know, pretty much like any other NFL player would that we thought, you know, Buda Baker was the exception to where he's not any different. Like he's he's trying to uh, cash in while he can. And, and we'll see if, if it works out for him. Still, like if Buda Baker shows up day one in training camp and he doesn't, you know, miss any holdout days or, uh, you know, is, if it becomes a hold in where he can find up some like, uh, like mystery illness, like we saw with a couple of players last training camp, that, that might you know, give him some time, but I don't think it's going to get him any opportunities to, to get a new deal. Yeah. Well said. I I think it'll end up being a scenario in which, and Kyle outlined this in his article and something we've been talking about, like kicking him a little bit extra money this year that doesn't hamper you next year or the year after that. And, you know, Kyle was very adamant kind of in the the mindset of you, Bo, where it's like, well, you can't hamper future years you can't pay Buda Baker future years in which his play might be diminishing for a team that's trying to rebuild yeah and I've always been of the mindset like well these next two years you're gonna have so much money what's what's the downside of of keeping Buda Baker happy but that that I think that's gonna happen I'm not convinced though like Austin Ford showed us during the draft period and before that he's a shrewd negotiator and you know he came out and said all the right things on Arizona sports and Gannon talked a little bit about it today that it's an organizational not issue, but opportunity, figuring out what to do with Buddha's contract. But I mean, like it would not surprise me, especially if things go south and Austin Ford gets tired of negotiating and having his star safety sit out. It's just like, I'm not, I'm done. I'm done doing this, putting a hard line in the sand. And I I can't say I blame him in part because of um, responses like this. Let's get to some of these chats here. Michael Evans, I'm almost done with Buddha like I was with D hop. And I think, listen, a lot of people could scoff at this, the status of not only this franchise, but Arizona sports is very fragile right now. And I'll say that in the best possible way. It's like everything going on with the Coyotes, right? With the Suns, you know, fall short in the playoffs. Like we're burned by our stars. Hopkins is cut. Kyler's situation is dicey. They fire Cliff. They fire Kime. It's like you want something to hold on to. And it's like I, Fitz, in my opinion, he was a diminishing player late. And they overpaid him, but he always kind of resonated that excellence and that grace that you needed to get through the thick times mm-hmm. and it's like you never had these scenarios with larry fitzgerald in part because michael bidwell always sure made sure he's well compensated but cardinal fans and valley fans need buda baker to be in the mix and feel good about their all pro safety hopefully future hall of fame safety but i i do like michael's comment is not a one-off i have seen that more and more it's just like just get rid of this guy he's 28 he plays safety which is unfortunate. Like, but I I have no problem with you saying it because right now we're in mid-June and he's choosing not to practice with two years left on his deal. Mm-hmm. I mean, that every, there's everybody's at fault here one way or the other. Yeah. I, I mean, he essentially it's a one-year deal. And I think that's one of the right. problems Buda Baker has is like he has no control over his future. He wants some say, he wants some guarantee. Because right now, you know, he he could potentially be going into a lame duck year, and he wants yeah. to say, "Hey, like this, I'm important to this franchise. I've been important to this franchise. I was the glue for this franchise when it was falling apart. Uh, I was the only glue, right? I mean, right, I, right. It, and so, as far as he, he wants to be rewarded for that in his prime years, and and they're not going to give it to him. I, I'm curious, like, why they move forward with you know the Rapport report yesterday and then Monty going on Arizona sports like everybody's saying everything's hunky-dory like everything's sunshine and rainbows and and butterflies but like we still haven't seen Buda Baker back on the cardinal on the practice field to his agent's point he's probably like Buda we requested a trade or for you to be paid then you can't just go and practice then so I I 
and Buddha might want to go practice. He might want to say, well, I want to be out there. I'm, I'm getting the itch. I want to be with my teammates. I've been working my butt off all offseason. Best shape of my life. I've got abs on my back, for God's sakes. I want to go and, and be with my teammates. This could be agent-driven. It's like, hey, Buddha, I do this for, for a job. I do this as a professional. I'm trying to get you paid one more time, a nice payday. Let me do my job. That would not surprise me if that's what's happening. I I do think. I, I do not have this source. I've been trying all day. Like I do... I do think the Cardinals are actively negotiating with Buddhist people. I don't know that definitively. It would be shocking if that wasn't happening, given Austin Ford's comments. But what what what's the breaking point here? I do think it's not a good look for him to to come to mandatory minicamp and not participate. That that's that's a tough go. He like either stick to your guns and don't come and don't practice, and then everybody's talking about it on social yeah. and Buddha's back. This show we're getting excited about it. And he's not on the field today. Well, what's yeah? Read a playbook from home. I if you read Darren Ar- Darren Urban's article on azcardinals.com, you know the quote, and, and then he fills in some of the some of the quote too, saying yeah. he's not on the field. He's working through some things, and, it, and it's in in uh, quotate or not quotations, but brackets uh, business wise. So like, well, yeah, we know what that know, means. It, are they are they negotiating? And and we'll see. I mean. Uh, everybody right now, if, if you're taking attendance for Arizona Cardinals mandatory minicamp, they, they had a perfect attendance, even though they didn't have everybody out there on the playing field. And, uh, it's, it's, I, I'm, I'm now putting myself in the camp of until I see it, until I see him take the practice field, uh, I'm going to kind of take everything with a grain of salt. Uh, I, I don't, I don't disagree. I, but I, man, it, it seemed like yesterday and you disagreed and that's okay. I thought he was going to get more money. I thought they were going to work that out. And while they were figuring that out, he was going to participate. And there were a lot of people, Bo, like you who thought, okay, I think he's just going to come and be a good soldier again and mm-hmm. let the chips fall where they may. Um, we remember what we were told from somebody last year, like Kyle, Kyler, Kyler, Kyler Murray was not going to practice until he got his contract. Yeah. Right. Was not going to participate. And then potentially was going to physically hold out. This is a hold in by Buda Baker. Kyler had, I would say, significantly more leverage and was going to hold out at training camp. And guess what? They got a new contract done. So uh, it's not at that level. It's not DEFCON 5. But I do think, yeah, we could be seated in here for a long haul. And after what everybody just went through with DeAndre Hopkins, who we're going to talk about here in a little bit, um, it's not fun for Cardinal fans, especially those trying to cop that red or white number three jersey, the new jersey. They want to feel good about that Buda Baker purchase. Can't right now. I'll tell you about something you can feel good about. It's our friends at BetMGM. How about this? Swing for the fences. Sign up with that sweet, sweet code, PHNX. It's super easy to get started to grab this. You log on your BetMGM Sportsbook app. You can get it on iOS, Android. Play the BetMGM MLB free to play game. From back, dating back in May through the entirety of the summer, September 7th is the last day. Be a batter and pick an area of the strike zone. And depending on your area of the strike zone you pitch, you're going to get a single, double, triple, or a home run, or a pop-out, and receive the prize associated with that type of hit on the BetMGM Sportsbook app. I've been checking this out all day. It's fantastic. However, whatever prize you get, you got to use it in a 24-hour period. It does expire what doesn't expire is our love for BetMGM. If you haven't signed up yet with BetMGM Sportsbook, the official home of PHNX Cardinals this fall, every single Sunday, myself, Bo Brock, we hope the entirety of the PHNX Cardinals crew at State Farm Stadium at the Great Lawn. We're going to be hanging out on our BetMGM Sportsbook app using that bonus code PHNX. Now, there's a few different offers depending on where you live, but for our folks in Arizona, you're going to get up to $100 in bonus bets on your first wager with BetMGM. Again, make sure using that sweet, sweet bonus code PHNX. Check out the show notes for full details. And now listen to my guy Shane Diefenbach talk about it in the disclaimer. Disclaimer, 21 plus to wager. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling Just, problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Buda. Indiana, Louisiana, so Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Camp. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA. 1-800-522-4700. Kansas, Nevada. 1-800-327-5050. Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help. Michigan. 
I can't wait to get to the BetMGM Sportsbook this fall and have a Four Peaks beer with all of you that coming out in there and join us at the tailgate. Of course, we're going to pregame it there. We're going to take in the game. Johnny's going to be holding down some halftime shows, and then we're going to be doing our post game at the BetMGM Sportsbook. And on tap, they've got the Wow Wheat, the number one wheat in Arizona. It's delicious from Four Peaks, brewed right on 8th Street, their location. Kilt Lifter, it's their flagship. They also have that plus some tasty IPAs. Get in on all the brew that Four Peaks is churning out. Of course, woven within the fabric of our great state for the last 25 years is Four Peaks. Follow them on your socials as well, at Four Peaks Brew and at Four Peaks Pub. They got great content every day, plus they've got giveaways, like they gave away the D-backs Four Seeks. They'll get you up to the Four Peaks Draft Room, which is up there in right field. Who doesn't want to go drink Four Peaks beer and watch the hot D-backs who just had a great come-from-behind win last night you can also you know with the kids off and done for summer you can help thank a teacher and all the hard work they put in during the school year you can go to uh their website fourpeaksforteachers.org and nominate donate and reserve a teacher kit plus you got so many great beers at four peaks such great food on the menu it's more than just a brewery elite menu from appetizers to entrees to desserts go check out four peaks especially check them out on the socials at four peaks brew and at four peaks pub got to be 21 years or older and drink it responsibly as the secondary turns uh Buda Baker <laughs> at least temporarily out Isaiah Simmons Firmly in Isaiah Simmons to Bo Brock and the rest of the media today, confirming the days of him pour one out, pour four peaks out, not too much on the floor to Isaiah Simmons playing linebacker. It is done. Finito over. He is officially you take your cap off in remembrance of Isaiah Simmons days at linebacker from what? 2020 until the spring of 2023. He is a permanent defensive back. Bo Brock. Now, does that mean safety? Does that mean slot corner? That's We're going to have to wait to see that into this fall. But and it's pretty historic hearing the former eighth overall pick that was supposed to come and revolutionize that position be moved less than four years later. Yeah, you hear it straight from Isaiah Simmons. We asked him, are, are you a defensive back? This is what he had to say. Uh, I've been with the defensive back so far. Um, so, uh, you know, we're just kind of taking it from there as of now. So... Moving forward, I'll be at the defensive backs. I'm taking my talents to South Beach. It's reminiscent, right? It's just as big a move <laughs> as LeBron James joining the Heat way back when. No, it's uh, look, it's interesting, right? And, and Cardinals fans kind of all are, are I'm sure, feeling a little uh it's just overwhelming sometimes with this organization, how they go back and forth. It's like Steve Kimes saying he's an inside linebacker. Vance Joseph not letting up. He's a star backer. He's a linebacker. His versatility, we're going to key in on his versatility. Cliff Kingsbury, he's a linebacker. Jonathan Ganny, we're going we're gonna to take advantage of his versatility. And then we talk to our guy, Isaiah Simmons. He says, from here on forward, I'm a defensive back. I'm working with the DBs. Uh, and then, you know, follow-up questions is like, well, I want to master being a DB right now. That's my focus, paraphrasing for Isaiah. I'm sorry. <laughs> that makes uh, The Cardinals have safeties. We don't need another sa- I'm I'm sure that's his best position. That was breaking news from Isaiah Simmons. Here's some also breaking news. Steve Keim, not a good GM. Actually, very, very bad at selecting players. And I... Isaiah Simmons with a different franchise. Maybe it works out quicker. Steve Keim, Zayvon Collins, inside linebacker. Nope, you're a pass rusher. Isaiah Simmons, inside linebacker. Nope, you're a safety. Hassan Reddick, inside linebacker. Nope, you're a defensive end. Dayon Buchanan, dollar linebacker, safety. Doesn't work out. My man took four linebackers in the first round, and none of them stayed at their initial position. Everybody moved. Everybody moved. It's disappointing, not surprising. This, this, I, we need Zaven to come out and say, Zaven, you're a pass rusher. You were with right. the pass rushers today. Stop, stop the insanity. It's, it's great for Isaiah just to come out and say, like, first of all, my better half was at training camp last year. Nobody got more shit than Bo Brock when <laughs> he would come out and say, Isaiah Simmons is a safety. He's practicing with the DBs. No, he's not. He's a linebacker. I literally <laughs> saw it with my own eyes, guys. He's playing defensive back. And then he what? He played 60, 70% of the snaps at DB this year. Right. And, and now he's, he's a full-time safety. 
Do the Cardinals need another safety? No, they're paying Jalen Thompson and Buda Baker a premium. So that means for it's almost compounded even worse. He's he's now going from a non-premium position to another non-premium position to which he doesn't have a starting role. He's the eighth overall pick. It's just, it's an, and through no fault of his own, I'm not, everybody thinks I'm an Isaiah Simmons hater and maybe I am to some degree. This is not his fault. This is just this. He's a circ, victim of circumstance here. I, I, I could not be more out right now on this working out. That's I, my I, opinion. I disagree, man. I, I really liked his, just his temperament today, his mindset. Yeah, that's fine. He can, I liked I'm what sure. I heard from Isaiah Simmons, and it's like the only way you can go from this is is forward from, especially from the dumpster fire that was the previous regime. You know, having him drink out of a fire hose as far as trying to ro- learn all these roles and became a jack of all trades and master of none. And for them to have this idea of what he wants to play and him to definitively tell us today, I'm a DB, uh, I think it, it's it's a bit refreshing, right? Uh, and and I'm here with The Shoe. That's a great chat name. Thanks for joining us here on PHNX Cardinals. I trust Gannon putting him in the right spot, as do I. I I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of give him the benefit of the doubt and see, like, if if he's a slot corner on steroids, if it's it's not, he's not going to play like true safety, like that's Buda Baker and Jalen Thompson. It, you're going to have like a hybrid role where you're going to have five, six DBs on the field, and Isaiah Simmons is one of them with a little bit of an upside to be able to tackle and, and rein in you know ball carriers uh, better than than most defensive backs can. So I, w- let's see what what it's about. I really like what Isaiah said about his uh, fifth year option being declined and him going into his contract year. Personally, I go about every year as a contract year. Um, I just couldn't imagine somebody would go out there and not try to have the best season they could possibly have. So um, regardless if I'm going to get paid after this year or whenever, um, I'm going to go out there and just do the best I can do for my team and do whatever I can do. To call him a bust, I think, is irresponsible. I really do. I, I think that uh, did he did he uh, you know did he meet expectations? No. Did he did he fall short of those? Probably as the eighth overall pick. Those are lofty expectations. But call him a bust. The guy who's basically put together back to back hundred tackle seasons. You know, racked up some sacks here. Got some made some game changing plays. Like guys who are labeled bust didn't do any of that. Like. Jamarcus Russell never had a decent game in his life. You can you can run off some decent games, good That's games, really good games all from my time, though. We've talked about there are various levels of busting. Nah. First of all, we've t- we also put a parameter on this show. You're not allowed to use tackles as a statistic of, of quality. I never agreed to that. <laughs> uh, Doc's in the chat. He's you a think a guy that, that doesn't wear any sleeves is about to take tackles off his stat <laughs> list? Come on, man. Oh. Had 11 tackles. We lost by 30 points. All pro, baby. Fifth year option. Pick it up. That's what, it, yeah. Isaiah Simmons playing as a DB, getting all those tackles. That tells me the defense isn't very good. Um, I like this comment from Joel. Uh, he's a starter. If Buddha's not around, I'll, I agree with that. He's playing safety right now. He's, he's running with the ones. He's going to run yeah. with, I'm sure he doesn't mind Buda Baker's hold in. I'm getting number one, you know, time. And Gannon plays a ton of DBs. So, like, I, might be selling him short in the sense that, yeah, he's not part of the starting defense, but nickel corners get paid right. all the time. Safeties you're going to get. Gannon plays a ton of defensive backs, and the Cardinals are going to play a lot of D, a lot of DBs because the front seven players aren't very good. He's, he's not going to be, yeah, he's not going to be in their base. Like it doesn't feel like he's going to be in their base defense, but which is just crazy. That's yeah, so crazy. It is. It is that. That's nutty. Like when you put it in that perspective, but like to your point, I mean, he plays maybe the majority of the downs throughout the game, you know, in Penny, Nickel, you know, he, as you said, he plays a ton of DBs. And with Isaiah, you know, being labeled a DB, I think he's going to find his way. Like, Kazir White was a big part of the Eagles' defense last year. If you look at his game started, I don't think he even started uh, five games last year, but he played a significant amount of snaps. He played starter snaps. So, And, and I think that Isaiah Simmons has the ability to do that. Well, the best thing Isaiah Simmons has going for him is that he was mismanaged by the prior regime. He can hang his head on that and say, hey, I I achieved some accolades despite them. I achieved some statistics despite them. I'm only going to be 25 years old by the time the season kicks off. So if he enters free agency, by the time he starts a new contract with this team or another team, he's going to be 26 years old. And so he, 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 if he produces, he'll be in line for a nice payday. Will he ever live up to the eighth overall pick? No. I think that we can bury that's dead and buried. 
He's never going to be worthy of the eighth overall. Along with pick, his I, inside linebacker play, it's it's we buried it in the, in the same coffin. Yeah. <laughs> because here's here's I know this was my mindset. Like he needed to be Kevin White, Luke Keekley esque, yeah. Roquan Smith early in his career. I mean, he just never was. And and he's not great against the run, right? And I to the people who are like, we well, got to put him in the box. I mean, he's not great against tight ends either. So it's like, what does he do that's great? I think he does a couple things really well. But can you build a position around that where you're going to pay somebody big money? Like the great top ten linebackers in recent memory can do everything at a high level. So they're they're the outlier. That's why they're worthy of being paid. It's kind of like the running back of the Derrick Henrys and the Nick Chubbs. That's why you pay those guys. Isaiah Simmons, you know what he is? He's a niche player for a niche GM that fell in love not with how we projected to the NFL level but with his statistics, right? With his measurables. That's not what being an NFL GM is about. That's why Monty Austin Ford can say, yeah, this kid, Paris Johnson Jr., he played left tackle for one year, but he was elite and he played in an elite program. And what he does perfectly transitions to what we're going to do. Plug and play. We're not screwing around and putting him at guard. That The Cardinals under Steve, they did the opposite of that. They just kind of took a bunch of ingredients and threw it to their chefs and said, make mm-hmm. us something competent. They just couldn't do it. And yeah. so everybody's at fault here. So I, I'm not rooting against Isaiah Simmons, but does any of this surprise me? No, it does not. I, I think this has a very predictable ending where Isaiah has a nice year, similar to last year, where you look at it's like, that's those are solid, and the Cardinals opt to not pay him is how I think this is going to go down. Yeah, but I think the pressure's off, right? And and with that, can he can exceed some uh, expectations for the first time, and yeah. obviously with with some with a lot better coaching. Uh, it could come even more stellar play from a guy like Isaiah Simmons. Like it's like you talk about like kind of a mixed bag of ingredients. Like you, you went to the the dollar store shopping and you're giving them to a five star chef, uh, potentially with Gannon and in Rollis compared relative yeah. to to VJ. You know, I I think that he has a chance to make a pretty surprising meal with these versatile players. Like would would he choose them? Uh, probably not. But like. I think Jonathan Gannon is probably pretty excited about getting to utilize a player of the caliber and versatile as versatile as, as Isaiah Simmons, at least for a season. Like, is he going to go say, Hey, go pay him 12 million, $15 million a year? No, absolutely not. Cause he knows he can go find it. Uh, answering a couple questions here. Thunder. So is Kazir your starting linebacker? Kazir uh, white is nursing an injury. It's not disclosed, but Jonathan Gannon says he, he was lobbying to practice today and he'll be ready to go for mandatory minicamp. As far as his role, yeah, I fully expect him to be, you know, the the, the linebacker that's on the field for the majority, you know, if not all the snaps for the Arizona Cardinals defense. And then you'll you'll figure out, you know, who's playing uh, in the four three, you know, the outside linebacker roles, and uh, in the three four, who's going to play the other uh, linebacker or who's going to be the other inside linebacker with him. Um, but yeah, I think it's Kazir White, and then behind him is Josh Woods, and then maybe Chris Barnes behind that. And then you look at Papo, you look at Kyle Soley, as far as your inside linebackers in this defense. Esteban, he was a freak, I meaning Simmons in college, and now his weaknesses get exploited 100%. It happens, and now hopefully he can adjust. He is a strong safety, and we already have a great one, 100%. It reminds me of Buchanan, and I... I think had he been placed at safety since the moment they drafted him and they said, this is Cam Chancellor, this is Jamal Adams, then I think he would have obviously had a better trajectory. But now, uh, foolishly, they put him in a position where under Vance Joseph and Steve Kime and Cliff Kingsbury, he was asked to do 100 different things. And he excelled at, at very few. So this will be, to, to the fairness of Isaiah, the first time he's asked to do one singular yeah. thing and play one singular position. I think that's a positive. You're pretty hard on Dayon Buchanan, who had a nice career, too. Uh, Dayon Buchanan, a fellow first-rounder of Steve Kime that yeah. did not get a second traded down. Remember, he traded down. Took... Can we raise the bar a little bit? I, I'm no, trying, I understand. I... Like, if, you probably, if you look at the players that they traded down and could have drafted in the mid-20s in that draft or who was on the board when they took Dayon Buchanan, you'd probably you'd say, take those guys, right? There's probably three players before and after him uh, that, that you could have selected, but I, th- I thought Dayon Buchanan was a solid Cardinals player for uh, throughout. He played throughout his, his, he got, his, his, he got his fifth year option. I think, yeah. I think Dayon Buchanan with Todd, but Bowles. he wasn't the eighth overall pick too. And and that's where I'll, I'll agree with you. He didn't that's get, it. he didn't get, he didn't get taken over 
Tristan Wirfs. He didn't get taken over Jedrick Wills. He didn't right. get taken over CeeDee Lamb. I mean, that you go back to that draft as a star-studded draft, and the Cardinals <laughs> they didn't get a star. Cardinal fashion. It, they just they botched it. I remember right. it was the it was the pandemic, the start of the COVID period, 2020 NFL draft, and unfortunately for Cardinal fans, they took a player that I I don't think has a has a long future with them. I hope I I, I want to be wrong because I it will lead to quality Cardinal play, but just plays a position right now. We're to I mean he's the seventh paid player on the Cardinals and he's not a starter. He's making almost ten million dollars this year. He's not a starter. That's not right? saying much. That's I mean, look at who's getting paid. I mean, it's they're o- they're over the cap. By the way, is not safe for work. Go look at the yeah. over the cap right now. It's Buddha not practicing. Kyler Murray not practicing. James Conner, Zach Ertz are top five. Won't be on the team next year. And Isaiah Simmons, who maybe won't be on the team. It's just and then Hollywood Brown. They're, that's why I'm like, can you just give Buddha Baker five million dollars? <laughs> come play football for us. No Dear God. No, they won't. they won't do it. Uh, did see, did see Zach Ertz. Uh, obviously, he wasn't practicing today, but he was out there uh, doing different work with the training staff, uh, with with old smoochable, kissable buddy, buddy Morris, uh, and he was doing some light jogging. But let's take some sights and sounds—not sounds, but some sights from today's training camp uh, as we were out there today. Uh, here's there's Isaiah. There is he's lining up. This looks like he's he's mostly in the slot. And he's enormous. He's an enormous yeah, looking human being. He is. He's 6'4, he's 240, and he runs a sub 4440. So I, it is crazy that we can get kind of uh, fed up with, with it. I mean, I understand the skill set. There's, you got Jalen Thompson who is out there too. So uh, without Buda Baker, some guys were getting some extra reps today. So got some Simmons reps, and uh, we got some looks at uh, first round pick Paris Johnson. Here's here's uh, Zaven Collins getting some pass rush reps, working out with Dennis Gardeck, who gave his funny story about why he's got a terrible SpongeBob tattoo on his arm. Uh, but Zaven Collins continues to be a primarily a pass rusher. Here's I don't Michael like Wilson. This. this. I'm not into this. Get this <laughs> off. Into Michael Wilson fielding punts. He's no. Like, what the what the hell are they doing? For he's like Hollywood. the third punt returner. And then there's your two no. rookies, John Gaines and in, in uh, Paris Johnson like Jr. I'm into this right here. I could watch this all day. I could watch Paris Johnson Jr. in shorts and a t-shirt all day. Yeah. And he look, he continues to get all the reps as is the starting right tackle. So that's exciting. There, there's Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray watching on as the uh quarterbacks get their work in. No David Blau today. It was uh Toon, Driscoll, and, and Colt McCoy. Interested to see what's going on with, with David Blau. So I talk yeah. There's some of that video I don't like. Number one is Michael Wilson, and then number two is is JG Jonathan Gannon looks too much like Cliff with the bucket hat and sunglasses. Okay, well, he needs to get a different look. Did you see him in that video? Toward the end, he's got the bucket. Cliff would love the bucket hat and he loved the yeah. shades. And they just they look too similar. I'm having PTSD. But in all seriousness, <laughs> in all seriousness, Hollywood Brown's not practicing, right? And I mean, he was uh, he was out there. He was running around. Uh, JG really didn't even have an update. Like his foot. I don't know. It doesn't seem like it's anything serious. Um, and then also, uh, DeAndre Hopkins isn't on the team. And so this rookie that, what? Sh- yeah, I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> this rookie that everybody, this phenom that we have, yeah. let's protect him. He's got an injury history. Let's not put him to field punts. I'm not into that. Michael Wilson, if he's going to be anywhere, needs to be in the starting receiving lineup. I mean, he needs to get a ton of reps at receiver. I, he may like to return punts. That's something you can do under David Shaw in the big, tw- uh, the PAC 12 screwing around for a three win team at Stanford. I, I, if you're if you're gonna be part of this, Did you ever team, get hurt returning punts? You know what? I I don't know, but I could imagine it didn't help. I'm gonna say that right now. I don't think it helped. Right. Who cares? He's a playmaker, right? Give him the, no. get the ball in his hand. He's like the third start. string punt returner. It's Dorch. It's Rondell Moore. It's Michael Wilson. That, that's Dorch's job. Dorch is so versatile. And you know what? Dorch can stay healthy. It's why I love me some Greg Dorch. We're gonna continue breaking down mandatory mini camp. But first, I'm gonna break down and tell you about my friends. At OGs right now, friends, they're creating experiences to be a part of the PHNX family. Uh, the flavors with OGs, they're phenomenal. Perfect time. You want to take an OGs, hang out, enjoy, cooling off in your air conditioning. I would recommend it up to triple digits this week in the Valley. But wherever you go, pop in an OGs. You won't be sorry that you did, especially before bedtime. Snooze time. Aquaberry Sleep Edition. Ratio to your favorite dreams. Flavor it. CBN. 
THC two to one ratio, that CBN compound specifically helps with rest and relaxation. And how about this? The new strawberry and cream, like our own orange creamsicle, doubling down on that CBD THC one to one ratio, rebranded the happy balance. I'm happy to try it. And then some, and then we also, the mixed bags right now, which are not a mixed bag, by the way, the fruits and creams, watermelon, red apple, peach, blackberry, cream, orange creamsicle. Our guy, Frank Sanders loves it. And then the peaches and cream, just like 112 said. Pink Lemonade dropping on June 21st. Check out OGs online at ogbrands.com and on Instagram at OGs. You can also find their products at your local dispensary, like here in Maricopa. Must be 21 years or older to purchase both. You mentioned rest and relaxation. Where could you rest and relax better than your more furniture couch, chair, lounger, wherever it may be, wherever you may live, apartment, condo, house, more furniture is going to be able to set you up with everything you need for your living room, your dining room, your kids' room, your bedroom, your office, your entertainment center. You can find everything you need at a great price, morefurniture.com. It's what you want to buy for your home. They got that white glove delivery that we all need as the summer temperatures reach over 100 degrees. Get that white glove delivery. It's well worth it. You'll get them to deliver the furniture to your house, unpack it, get rid of the materials, put it together, and put it exactly where you want Take advantage of the white glove delivery. They uh, helped furnish our studios. If you see us in our in our main studio, you see the beautiful chairs and setup that's on our studio uh, set. It's unbelievable. Big thank you to More Furniture. Save big on the best furniture in the Valley. When you head over to morefurniture.com, that's morefurniture.com. Uh, continuing with our breakdown of mandatory minicamp for the Arizona Cardinals day one um caboose in the chat just joined johnny attack simmons yet you bet your ass i did <laughs> respectfully so i'm gonna tell you i'm not gonna attack somebody that's clayton tune because bo i saw some posts on your twitter at bo brock i'm impressed with this young man uh again he hasn't played a look of nfl football yet he's doing and saying all the right things he's already according to you qb2 for this team taking snaps behind colt mccoy what do you make of Clayton Tune? Is he is he in the mix for some momentum to at least play a lot in the preseason? How would you grade thus far with what you've seen from the former fifth overall, fifth round pick? Excuse me. Yeah, I think I think Clayton Tune's a guy that the Arizona Cardinals want to grab the number two spot with Kyler Murray on the men. They want him to back up Colt McCoy. I haven't seen David Blau for unknown reasons. Uh Recently, he wasn't there at mandatory minicamp, so we see Clayton Tune out there, and Tune had a really decent day throwing the football. There were some goal line situations, and it's tough to throw the ball when you're in tight, right? And, yeah. and there's some tight coverages, not a lot of big windows, and he made some decent throws out there, maybe one to Michael Wilson uh, for for a touchdown. Um, he he's obviously he doesn't lack confidence from when he was drafted. He said he was the best quarterback in the class, and then he kind of. He, he backed those up just saying he's not cocky, but he's confident. But as far as he wasn't kind of played coy a little bit when, he, when it was brought up, you know, there's a, there's a part of the fan base that wants to see him as Darren Urban put it, new shiny toy, get the opportunity. I do and love toys. Tunes uh, answer to, to that, to that question. Um, I mean, I just, I'm here to do my job. You know, I just want to, if I get an opportunity, I want to go in and make the most of it. Uh, I'm not really, you know, I didn't even know if people were saying that, but um, if I get my opportunity, I'm going to go in and make the most of it. There you go. I mean, pretty cliche, pretty stock answer, but I mean, like I said, he's improving. Like, I think he had some, probably some tough days uh, in the last couple of weeks, but he, he's really th making maybe not as uh, aggressive decisions out there, throwing the football and finding some nice uh, wider windows and, and, and taking advantage of it. Yeah. And he's going to be the most popular guy in the room for this fan base until Kyler Murray comes back because Cardinal fans for better or worse, know what they have in Colt McCoy. And unless Colt McCoy comes out and plays really good football to start the year, which is not out of the realm of possibility, but certainly the Cardinals in underdog in all 17 games this fall, that's going to be difficult for Colt McCoy to do. So if you're losing, you might as well lose and see what you have with young players and see if they can provide a spark. And I'm, I'm, I'm with that group. Uh, I, I don't know if Colt McCoy should start week one against, or excuse me, Clayton Toon should start week one against the Commanders. But if Colt McCoy starts 0-3 and Kyler's a couple weeks from coming back and the car... See what you have in him. Throw him out there. He played a ton of snaps at the collegiate level. And I know it wasn't a power five school. Five years worthy of snaps. He threw, I think we've got it's 70 touchdowns 
in his last two years at Houston, play him the entirety of the preseason, give him all the first team reps in the preseason, the first halves in all three games, see what you have, you know, Russell Wilson style circa 2012 or whenever that was, and then see, and then see if he can play. Because if he can't, he looks overwhelmed, then at least everybody can say like, yeah, Colt stinks, but we saw Clayton Toon in the preseason, and that ain't it. But man, oh man, I, I do think that there's a little bit momentum. But again, Bo, I preface all that by saying all of it's moot if Kyler Murray comes back sooner rather than later. And you had an opportunity to talk with JG about Kyler Murray's yeah. status. Yeah, Jonathan Gannon uh, gave us the latest update on, on Kyler. and Josh Weinfuss asked some kind of point blank could he be ready for what's his status for training camp? You know, what's his status for week one? And this is what JG had to say. We'll see. Long way to go, Josh. You know what I mean? I don't know. There's five or six weeks until we start, I think, or five and a half or whatever it is. But we'll take it day by day. And he's doing a good job improving his game every day um, in the training room, in the meeting rooms. He's out there. He's another one like Buddha. He asks a lot of questions, which is good. He's engaged. And um, typically, though, I think sometimes he flexes on me because he'll ask me a question when he knows the answer. And I'm like, dude, you already know the answer. Like, why are you asking me that? But um, he's doing a good job. Flexes on his coach. So that that's a very deliberate answer. It's another political answer by JG in the, in the best possible way. You see what he did there? So he talked about, well, we're still a little bit of ways away. For, not from Kyler maybe coming back, but from training camp. And I when we posted that, that video when it got posted on PHNX Cardinals Day, I think a lot of people were like, oh, it's he's he's far away from coming back. That's not what Gannon said. But then he 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 was quickly like, even if he's not soon to come back, like, let me throw a positive out there about K1. Let me get something some positive momentum going on about our relationship. That's very deliberate by Jonathan Gannon. Just a I think a press conference savant already early in his in his coaching tenure with the way he handles himself to the media, not how he handles the media, just how he carries himself. So I'm going to tell you right now, I I think he's going to do some on-field work at training camp. I think he's going to be moving around, and I think we're going to get some momentum. I don't think he's going to be a statue in July and August, Bo. Yeah, I I don't know. Maybe it's the old card player in me, right? Uh, Did I see – is Jonathan Gannon giving us a tell – uh, every time I feel like we ask him about Kyler Murray, now it wasn't shown on this on this video, but before he answers, he takes a big swig. Today he was drinking blue Gatorade, takes a, a big swig out of his Gatorade. I think when I've asked him about K1, he's taking a big swig out of his water. Is that a tell? Does, what, what's he sitting on? What's he bluffing on uh, as far as Kyler Murray? Maybe it's nothing, uh, but it, it's really interesting. Anytime we ask him about Kyler, he's he's got to take a gulp of his of his water. He's got to get hydrated. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, Kyler Murray, he, he, the, the way that they've approached the quarterback position this offseason, it's like they want, uh, th- they've got their backups. They're going to play backup. Uh, the, the most you want to see your backup play. And, and that's not a lot of games. So be interesting to see what, if they have a plan in place that they'll never obviously reveal for what timetable they expect for Kyler Murray to come back. Yeah. I, I'm hopeful. I think everybody's hopeful right now because it just changes the dynamic of the Cardinals in their season. And he's out there every day. I, I don't know if you just saw this, Bo, but Von Miller came out last week. Von Miller tore his ACL, not a, a complete you know, restructure of his knee, but he tore his ACL right around the same time Kyler November, right? Yeah. yeah. He came out and said, it's like, I'll be shocked if I'm not ready by the start of the season. Like, And he's not going to go on PUP. And he's an old man. He's in his 30s. He's playing edge rusher. It's a violent role. And I like, so why does Vaughn get to miss none of the season? And you've got pundits saying Kyler Murray's going to miss the entirety of the season. Like I, I just, something doesn't smell right. There, here. There's different doesn't... expectations, but no, I, I get what you're saying. I mean, as far as the bill, what the bills are, are going to, I mean, every game is going to be huge. They're going to be playing for, you know, a first round buy in the AFC yeah. and every game is going to be paramount. Um, but no, I, I completely agree. I mean, what is, is Vaughn 34, right? He was part of that 2011 draft. It was P, it was Peterson's draft. He, came, yeah. he got drafted over P2 and, yeah. and Patrick Peterson was younger because Vaughn uh, obviously went to Texas A&M was a little bit older. I, I don't know. I, I also, Kyler Maria has a desire to get back quickly. We know yeah. that after talking to John and Gannon, Gannon was adamant speaking to you and I at the combine that he, they are not going to put Kyler Murray out there until they are 100% sure that he is ready to go medically cleared. And again, what is that? That's different for different people. 
But man, I mean, Kyler is in the peak of his prime right now. You would think that would also contribute to his rehab. I would, I would assume a young man, 25, 26 years old, is going to rebound faster than somebody yeah. in their 30s. Wouldn't and, you? And I, yeah, I don't know if it, it was, uh, you know, the old staff, but you know, Cliff in his final weeks was saying they expected Kyler to to return on a quicker timetable than most because he, he's such a freak. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't want to go that far down this and start making saying things that we that we're going to regret. I mean, as far as when we expect them back. But, you know, that's the, the old coaching staff front office and say what you want about them. But they had they had expectations of, of Kyler returning uh, in a more timely fashion and, and not miss, missing. You know, we've heard half the season. We've heard the bulk of the season. I just don't think that that is going to be something that the Cardinals are going to approach. Jalen in the chat, Kyler's injury was much later and he didn't have the surgery until January. I think it was like, even if it was a month later and he waited until January to have the surgery for his swelling to go down, like Von Miller has said, he's not going to miss any of the season. So let's say Kyler Murray, it pushes him back a month behind Von. That's, yeah. I mean, that's early October. So, that's what, at least I've been at him. And I think that that's the timeline. I think early to mid-October is, you know, missing four to six games is realistic. Miller had surgery the day after Kyler tore his knee up. Mm-hmm. That's so he, had, he had it three it. weeks before, and then Kyler had his uh, his surgery on January 3rd. So he tore it Jan- December 12th, right? And then Vaughn had it that Tuesday. Kyler tore it on Monday Night Football, and then Kyler had his three weeks later. So it's, I mean, it's, it's becoming more and more routine. But look, it's also, you know, th- this organization is a little bit more, uh, I think, they're going to be more cautious how they approach this because they're realistic. Like Steve Kyman crew and Cliff Kingsbury, they didn't believe in rebuilding in, in this, this team is embracing a rebuild outside of their head coach. He know, he wants to win games, but as far as the people making decisions realize, Hey, this is, this is not like a team that we're building to win a title. We want to, we want to build a sustainable, consistently successful team. And in, do, in doing so, we're probably going to wear it a little bit this year. And that's why we're yeah. wearing the Tank Tuesday. That's why Tank Tuesdays exist. People don't they think it's not cool we're doing Tank Tuesdays. This is a this is the celebration side of Tank. This is the fun side of Tank because there is a fun side as, as far as tanking because look at all the draft capital they have, how many mock drafts we can run through and the top prospects that we can mock to the Arizona Cardinals and all the cap space. That's not fun. That's what Tank Tuesdays all about. It's not about losing football games. Is it fun though if Kyler Murray's like can't come back or maybe they hold him out and then they get the first overall pick and then they draft a different quarterback that sends Kyler Murray out of town. So many layers with this. So many yeah. layers. Um, Thomas, thank you so much. $5 super chat. The 2023 season is just preseason for 2024. I think there's a lot of truth to that. Uh, that doesn't mean we can't have fun this year and, and this team. Hopefully I'm hoping I'm, I'm surprised because good hell we're, we're deserving of a surprise season in a good way. There have been plenty of seasons with expectations a la 2022 where yeah. everybody thought playoff team, great team contender, terrible top five draft pick, right? Wiz and hunts 2010 season, same situation. Can we get a season where, Hey, this team's going to be terrible. They're not very, Oh, they're surprisingly fun every weekend and they're competitive and they're yeah. going to win games. They're not supposed to, we, we deserve that. It, there, there's a lot of business to be taken care of, though, this season. And as far as figuring out a lot about your new coaching staff, your front office, there's going to be, you know, Monty Ossifort navigating, finding players and, and supplementing this roster and finding out what we to, about this draft class and what players can play and which guys can join the foundational group and core group that they're going to move forward with. And there's, there's, we talk about Kyler Murray. We, we still have a lot to learn about Kyler Murray post cliff Kingsbury and what type of player he, you know, can turn back the clock and then, you know, grow into. And it's that there's going to be a lot to that this season, even though the expectations aren't hey contend for a playoff spot and make a playoff run. Esteban Vaughn has, uh, can have limited rush attempts based on situations. Kyler can't. Kyler's game is 50% based with his legs. Uh, no one has seen Kyler use only his arm. Well, I disagree to some effect. I think Kyler wants to throw from the pocket and I think felt like he had to run because he, he didn't have a lot of support in the, in the prior offensive system that they ran. Um, and his pass protection was, was, was pretty mediocre. I think if you, if you told Kyler Murray, you're going to be a pocket passer with a little bit of running peppered in, I think that's the ideal situation. Why are you laughing? <laughs> 
We we got some BS poll posted by our producer, uh, oh, basically questioning the validity of our rolled up sleeve tank Tuesday. I I can't believe. I mean, ete brute. What what is this? What kind of sabotage is this? I came in and I saw that you had your sleeve rolled. I was like, the fuck is going Let on? Tell I you saw a Johnny story of, of how dedicated I am to Tank Tuesday. I I went in in a hundred degree weather. I navigated downtown Phoenix. I went to several stores seeking nice. a tank top, and the only one that I did find was the net one. To where you would have seen my, my nipples, and nobody well, you, wanted to see that. You would have taken would care have of like uh, Drew Barrymore's brother in Fifty First Dates, the steroid yeah. fiend, uh, and nobody wants me to look like that. And you know, and I also saw I went to Fry's because I've seen Fry's sometimes they have like a limited like D backs token T shirt or something, and I would have just cut the sleeves off like last week. I saw a guy just ripping off bottles of liquor just backpack just taking bottles of liquor off the shelf and putting them into his backpack love our town it's like the nuggets win the <laughs> championship it's like time to start drinking time to start stealing booze baby it's a long off season we can help you though maybe not with that but with our friends from saturday neon it's a company started by two friends and former college roommates that make officially licensed collegiate logo neon signs led of your specialty whether you're a diehard fan casual supporter you're gonna love the way these light up your space with the arizona colors saturday neons are made with high quality materials and are backed with a two-year warranty they're shipped with everything you need you get the mount you get the power cord you get the dim so every sign is perfect and operated and installed correctly officially licensed for 19 schools including everybody here out west arizona colorado alabama wisconsin auburn and many others as you head east the options only get better. Great for offices, man caves, dorm rooms. How about a graduation gift? If you're, if you're slacking on a graduation gift from the spring, perfect time. Basements, man caves, bar areas, and how about Father's Day? Now is the time for you to go to SaturdayNeon.com. Use that promo code PHNX. You get 10% off your order and free shipping over $200. It's Saturday Neon. You guys are finding out how how bad of a procrastinator I am because I figured like post our, our inaugural Tank Tuesday that I'd, I'd get a couple tanks in my closet and I haven't. And you guys have some great uh, ideas. Thunder saying Amazon Essentials Men's Slim Fit Tank Top and Esteban saying that I probably did buy the net tank for myself post show. Uh, might make my way back there. Who knows? Uh, but here's one thing I know that I'm going to spend my money on more shady rays. I've already done. So I've got this first pair and I've already got another pair on in their way. I've already bought some for my family as well. Uh, taking advantage of the deal of the season at shady rays using the code PHNX for 50% off two or more pairs of sunglasses. Get those premium polarized shades for yourself. It's gear that's built to last. When you pick up yeah. shady rays, you're like, no, these aren't cheap you know, uh, gas station sunglasses, even though they don't cost much more than that. No, they're unbelievable. They're just like boutique brand sunglasses, brand name sunglasses. They're actually better than that. I've got more of a bigger brand name sunglass that just collect dirt and dust in my truck. Uh, get yeah. in there and hang out at Shady Rays. They've got the store location up in North Scottsdale at Kirlin. Check out all the great sunglasses they have on display in their sh in their store and check out what they have going on online at ShadyRays.com. And don't forget to use that code PHNX for 50% off two pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades that are rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Um, yes, we love our tanks. Our sleeves have gone bye-bye. Uh, just like I, Isaiah Simmons, will he go bye-bye? What about DeAndre Hopkins? He's gone bye-bye. And we were talking about Isaiah Simmons yesterday on the program. DeAndre. The DeAndre, yeah. excuse me. DeAndre Hopkins, we talked about him on the program yesterday. And that it's it's sad, really, the, the, the farewell, farewell free agent tour that he's having right now where we thought, Robust suitors. He gets cut. Everybody's in line. You heard, you know, football, Twitter, NFL, Twitter. Every team, 31 teams should be signing DeAndre Hopkins. And he's taking a visit with Tennessee, and he's primed to take a visit with New England, two teams that are, are not contenders, frankly. Um, so we put a clip out on PHNX Cardinals uh, yesterday, and um, it was liked by a certain all-pro <laughs> wide receiver. There it is, DeAndre Hopkins liking the tweet. As Bo Brock in quotations, this is the saddest recruiting tour I think <laughs> I've ever seen. 
listen and subscribe. Um, so DeAndre Hopkins, if you go and look at his feed, he's been liking a lot of, let's just call it negativity. And we're yeah. not trying to be negative, Bo. I think we're just, just keeping it real. We've gone through the, the 10 stages of grief when partying with DeAndre <laughs> Hopkins, and it started in January, and it culminated a couple weeks ago when he yeah. got up from the Cardinals. And now I think uh, I might owe Albert Breer and company an apology where people were like, he doesn't have a market. People don't want to pay him. And I had the rose color glasses on while he was here. I disregarded the PED suspension, which he didn't have a history of that. He he was never injured, so he had a couple blips here. It's easy to look at the Cardinals' dysfunction and be like, well, D-Hop's great. He's not a part. But he was part of the dysfunction. And now teams are making him pay for it by not paying him what he thinks he deserves. Yeah. I'm, I mean, he's he's keeping receipts. That, that's what he's doing as far as him liking this. So maybe when he does sign with a team, hopefully better than Tennessee or better than, you know, catching passes from Mac Jones or Bailey yeah. Zappi, uh, he can say, what's so sad about me joining, you know, Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City or Josh Allen in, in Buffalo? And that's what we expected. I think that's why we're surprised. We thought that those were going to be the suitors because those were the teams that were loosely tied to him throughout you know, the trade rumors that were going on throughout the entire offseason. I think we're we're a little shocked that his his market is as quiet as as it is. But you know, not to to fully just do a, a, a you know cornerback backpedal on that. I mean it's just he went to Tennessee, he went to a country concert, and he's considering catching passes from Ryan Tannehill. I mean it's just I I I wish better for DeAndre Hopkins in the twilight of his career. Yeah. I, I it's not my place to say well, you've made enough money go ring chase, right? But I mean, yeah. he was pretty adamant. Like he didn't had he come to Austin Ford and Company, like I want to be a Cardinal, I want to retire here. Maybe they would have worked something out. But he went every podcast and listed quarterbacks he'd rather play with. At no time did he say Mac Jones or uh, Will Levis, right? I even mm -hmm. think once he remember he did like a thumbs up or a thumbs down or like yeah. a smiley face, frowny face, and he was like frowning at the prospect of playing in New England, and now he's taking a visit there. Yeah. Just, this whole thing, uh, he forced his way out. Kudos to him. He gets $22 million not to play for the Cardinals. Um, but your your money can be better served spending elsewhere. Right. Well, it's just like he's keeping receipts. We kept everybody's kept receipts during, you know, that the thumbs up, thumbs down thing. And it's just like, mm -hmm. see, when you when you talk a lot, sometimes you put your foot in your mouth and sometimes yeah. <laughs> or or you you know you make the wrong hand gesture and, and thumbs down the wrong team. So uh it, it's really gonna be fascinating to see when he lands with the team. Is it a two-day thing in, in Foxborough that he's doing sad. that? See that? So sad. Um, uh, you know what's not sad though is the deals we got going on at the merchandise locker. Han shot first in the chat. Johnny better not ruin that beautiful PHNX shirt by cutting the sleeves off. I would never do that. This is the hottest shirt in my opinion because I love it. The PHNX merchandise locker and you can get it right now. Half off how can you do it? Let me tell you it's the Father's Day sale at the merchandise locker. Buy one get one Half off. All shirts and hats, half off. You only got to the 18th, though. Um, so Father's Day, it's five days away. You know, they're, they're getting shipping bins out as fast as they can. So no guarantee it arrives by Father's Day. Just uh, do what I do. Show them receipts. There's some receipts for you, right? Look at that. might be the worst Father's Day of the day. That's John DePaz, jack of all trades for VHNX. Um, not with a traditional cut off, but uh, his, I'll tell his you shoulders have never seen the light of day. I, so I, he's got like a dungeon tan on his shoulders. I've, I've never seen such a more defined farmer's tan than on Sean DePaz, one of our hosts of, of the PHNX D back. Sean, are these, are these real tanks if they roll up their sleeves? No, it, no. yes, they are. Cause the chat even said, no, I don't think so. I put a poll in. Yeah. Here's what's going to happen for people who are complaining about that. I, how many tank tops should it, should two grown men own? We're going to be we're going to be tanking the entirety of the year. So every Tuesday, I don't want you to have yeah. to see Bro, the same old smelly shirt tank top with mold do you on not it. Wash it. Two tank tops. Yeah. Oh, look, I, I I'm gonna up my I'm I'm embarrassed. I my procrastination <laughs> got the best of me, and look, we're gonna step it up. We're gonna be more professional. We we're fans of Tank Tuesday. I'm a big proponent of it. So. We'll we'll properly celebrate from here on forth. I'm gonna Tim Tebow it. Like I'm outside of the tears, I'm gonna promise you that I'm not gonna f up again, and we're gonna take take it seriously as far as Tank Tuesday.
when the peeps in DMVR get off their nuggets high, can they call us and can we collaborate on a on a tank Tuesday yes. tank top for the merchandise locker? Here's what we need though: is like if people want a tank top, which why wouldn't you? From the merchandise locker, we need your allegiance ahead of time that you will go and purchase it with us. Yeah. That we can have a designated PHNX Cardinals tank tank top to rock every Tuesday. So let let us know. Here's what I need: every if you if you will consider purchasing one, like this video. Down below, like it. We're going to share this around the YouTube algorithm. Mandatory minicamp day two, Bo Brock. Any storylines? There's a plus one from Doc's cards there. We love to see that. Any storylines that you're looking at tomorrow, Manana, the last day of open mandatory camp? Yeah, just following up on, on Buda Baker, seeing if, if there's a, slimmer, a sliver of a chance that maybe he gets out there before the team breaks for like their their last break before training camp. Uh, and, and we'll just kind of... It might just be kind of the status quo from day one to day two. They get in, get out, and then they're on to their offseason before camp starts at July 27th. Yeah. Uh, like and subscribe. Leave us a five-star wherever you get your podcast. We are back. Manana. Subscribe to PHNX Sports on YouTube. We are quickly approaching 14,000 followers on YouTube. That's thanks to all of you. Follow my guy at Bobrock. Follow PHNX underscore Cardinals on Twitter. I'm at Johnny Venerable. We're back. Minyana. Have everybody a tankful Tank Tuesday. <laughs>